Hey guys, Trevor here with Red Leaf, and today we've got a couple of guests on that are running a micro facility out in BC. We've got Jeff and Sherry from Smoker Farms. They have their Master Kush Ultra on the market in BC and Alberta right now, and you guys are hoping to branch out elsewhere, I do believe. And they did just take a harvest down last week right after lift, and now we're going to be talking about a transition into a new grow style to add to the knowledge and skill that Jeff already has. So welcome you guys. And I'm really happy to have you on today. Thank you. Hey there. Hey there. I guess <laughs> I should start with that. <laughs> it's kind of my, my opening statement. Uh, we're thrilled to be here. We're, we're absolutely thrilled to be here, man. Any exposure we get is, uh, is great exposure for us, man. And, uh, it's very welcome. We're, I believe we're doing things a little bit differently than a lot of other micros out there. So um, it's getting us noticed a little bit, but the real star of the show is the Masterfish Ultra. Uh, it's <laughs> it's taking uh, it's taking Canada by storm a little bit. We're a little micro producer, but we're really getting noticed for this uh, amazing flower we're putting out, and we're beyond thrilled, obviously. Oh, absolutely! Like I am. Well, you guys are even in Ontario too, because I did have a buddy yes. mention it that uh, it's like he really enjoys it out in Ontario. Soon as I mentioned that I had it, he's like, "Oh, it's good," and I'm, and I'm telling him, and I'm hype because after our conversation at Lyft, I've been hyping everyone up. I'm like, "Okay, if you like it now, just wait. It's going to be better. It's going to be going to be better. It's hard to imagine, but yes, the way I was growing in the grow down blocks wasn't perfect. Um, but it's hard. It's 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 hard to imagine that my master shelter is going to be better. But it is definitely going to be better, man." Uh, we're hoping for more turps, we're hoping for more THC, more yield, obviously, uh, to supply more of Canada with our with our great product. Um, but it's just, it's so exciting right now, man. Like, we got so many people cheering and rooting for us, man. It's, it's just so awesome, man. Oh, I, I love hearing that, especially when it comes to, like, the smaller producers. Those are the ones where you need everybody that consumes, hyping them up, promoting them. Because that's where it makes your guys' sales a little bit easier. Because you don't necessarily have the money or the excess um, people to be able to be out there promoting it every single day. You got to let the product do the majority of the work for you. So the, the product uh, we've heard from multiple people, uh, the product sells itself. But yeah. hey, I still feel, man, you know, we're, we're building a brand here. We're, we're trying to do something. We don't want people to forget about us, so I have to do as much social media, as yeah. much stuff as I can. And uh, Well, you still have to put it in their heads that this is a great mm -hmm. product and you want to try it. I have to put it in their heads. I, the biggest legal market in the world is Ontario, and we're we're thrilled by it. It's like a cult, little, like, like a little cult following that we're having. <laughs> but anyway. it's, this is what we hear from people, but this is the same. So in the black market, the same thing. All my cannabis went to Alberta for the last 10 years, 12 years. And it was a huge cult following there as well, man, of people. They needed the master kush. They needed it. They needed it, man. So so it, it's it's just awesome to have this magical strain that we have and this feedback from everybody that what we're doing is good. Uh, it's happy. <laughs> well, it, it is. And honestly, it's a good opportunity to dive into your master kush ultra and a little bit of the, the history that you have of it, because it is something totally unique on the Canadian side for the legal and the rec market for what we know of. No, for, for sure. So 
so yeah, Master Control Ultra. So it, the real name of it is, is MK Ultra. Um, I've had this for almost 20 years now, this strain, cultivating it. Um, it's very unique. Um, we've done things to the strain that no, this is a one of a kind strain right now. Nobody has this genetic that I have. Nobody's done anything to it like I have, man. So we're, we're pretty stoked about it. Um, it's a very stable, stable strain as well, which it's amazing because this, this is 20 years old now, this strain, man. So, uh, to continue being able to grow it because mm -hmm. I, I've done so many strains in my career now, 26, 27 years that, um, the strain would always die out. It'd be good for a while. And then, you know, a couple of years later, it's like, it's not as good anymore. We got to get rid of it and we got to start a new strain, but, but this one is different, man. And, yeah. and I know there's other, uh, master shelters out on the market. <laughs> I, I don't know i don't know how to address it uh respectfully but uh it's not ours and a lot of people tell us uh they don't even bother with the others once they've tried ours so it's it's that's huge to hear man for us man that we've got a, a little niche uh, in the canadian market and that's all we want man we're micro producers you know we're not going to sell millions of dollars worth of cannabis here we want this perfect little niche that uh People want us, and they want to keep looking for us, man. The excitement, build the excitement a little bit. Well, absolutely, and having something that is like creates a staple in the market that everyone's trying to strive towards is a very difficult thing to hold in the cannabis industry. But yes. once you have it, it's that much harder for someone new to come in and try and knock you out. With, that without a doubt we, we want to be the go-to like you can try other stuff but always come back to us we've been, <laughs> we've been told by many people already uh in all markets all across canada that uh that we're the we're, our, our strain is a little bit of an anomaly usually a strain gets excitement excitement at the beginning and people stop buying it they don't care about it anymore for us it's the complete opposite um it's gaining traction. It's gaining traction. People are ordering more cases. They're trying to get more of it. So, um, yeah, we're, we're overjoyed. We're fucking thrilled. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. Yeah. First swear word of the interview. <laughs> we're fucking thrilled, man. I could, I could never be any happier no. because we we put everything on the line here, just like a lot of micros and a lot of people yeah. have done, man. Everything's on the line here. If this doesn't work for us. This is our dream house we built on our property. There's no plan B. This is it. There's no plan B. Uh, <laughs> 93 feet from where I am right now was where my ass goes on my couch. Um, we're and in. we're all in, man. And we, we really need this to work, obviously, because uh, we're that I, I, so, we're so passionate about cannabis, especially me. The wife's getting more passionate now. She's quit her full-time <laughs> job. She's a, a, she's a first full-time employee besides myself here. So pretty stoked about that, obviously. We yes, get to spend I, I am all in now. You're all in, man. We get to spend a lot more time together and and build this business, build this brand. That is that is really it, it's a really amazing little journey, but it's not easy. Um, and it's not easy for anybody out there, man. Um, yeah, there's no there's no millions of dollars coming in. There's no uh, there's yeah we we still haven't we're three oh, years in. Millions we didn't even get paid yet. We haven't even paid ourselves yet. <laughs> but that's the way it is, man. It'll it'll happen. Everything's gonna come. Everything's gonna work out. We hope. Well, exactly. And it, those 
the million dollar payouts are at the end, right? It's all the work yeah. you put in now, you get paid back right at the end on your way out, it seems. <laughs> that's 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 what you gotta look forward to for sure. So however long this journey takes us to get to that point where we're done or whatever, um, we're not quite sure. But right now we, we started with a five year plan. Mm-hmm. Uh and we're gonna reevaluate our situation after that. And uh yeah, two and a half years. So I guess yeah. we're halfway in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, we're thrilled man we're thrilled to get all this exposure like we're getting from you as Definitely. well man it's it's awesome man grateful well, for all of it absolutely and like the the master kush is like you guys are saying is an anomaly because i i don't think it's one that you could use as a let's introduce you to smoking cannabis <laughs> no. it's no. too it's there's too much flavor there's too heavy of a smoke it's just too much and i think the market is maturing. So we're not having everyone chase, oh, well, it tastes like grape. Oh, well, it tastes like orange. People are wanting stuff that has a little bit more of a cigar style um, transitionary flavor to where it has one or two options with it, depending on how you roll it. And a, a full body effect where you smoke it, you're going to feel it for a half hour for the high, high peak. And then you've got two and a half hours of it coming down. And you're still enjoying the effects. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, like, no, absolutely. I like the comparison to a cigar. Yeah, that, that's great. Like, We've not heard that one yet. Well, we got, well, by Masticush Ultra, it's, it's old school dank, man. It's heavy. It's strong. We've had lots of people say, it's not for rookies. I'm like, no, it's not. I try to no. tell people, but they're going to do what they're going to do. But no, it's that heavy, old school dankness, man, that, uh, that's been around British Columbia now for for many, many, many years. And it seems, well, there's a lot of fruity strains on the market right now, but it seems the following for these old school dank strains like we have, it seems to really be coming into the forefront lately, man. So we're, we're so positioned well with our strain. Hopefully. Well, <laughs> I, I just, I think we've had enough people like myself that aren't really long time consumers. Cause I'm at, like, I'm just getting at my five year mark for consuming, but went full head and heels in learned as much as I could try to expose myself to as much as I could so that when I get opportunities to talk to people who've had consuming for 20 plus years, I can at least understand where they're coming from and the palate can kind of be developed that way too. I think with the rec market we've and two years of being able to just sit in your house and consume while you work with COVID helped (laughs) mature our industry for the palettes mm-hmm. and what we're wanting very quickly good point yeah no it's, that is a good point absolutely for sure. mm-hmm. right like i i think we're going to get into a more market where this master kush ultra and genetics like that that have that like you said that old school dank and funk are going to make a major reappearance i can't agree we, more we hope so uh, well, we obviously <laughs> hope so but but no i i, I hear it <laughs> Just the comments we get, the people that message me, we get we get people every week or two weeks. It seems that go out of their way just to let us know about the product and and what it means to them, and how amazing it is, and and how much they appreciate much it. They appreciate it. Every single one we get, man, we're just yeah. we're floored. Like somebody again took time out of their private lives to let us know that we grow really really crazy good weed, and it's like, why would you do that? Like. I'm very appreciative of it, man. Honored and appreciative every time. I'm like, wow, I just can't believe these people that they're just so 
outpouring and appreciative. It's like, oh, this is amazing. Well, it makes, it makes, it makes, it puts fuel in my tank, but you had to realize for me, like I started in the real black market. Uh, there was no licenses to hide behind. There was nothing, man. It was, <laughs> it was crazy, man. You rent a house or something, you light it up, you hope the landlord doesn't find out, never mind the police. Uh, you, you, you work your ass off, man, to, to, to survive. And then the gray market was a little easier. We could hide behind licenses and stuff, but, but I never had the opportunity to tell anybody whatever I, what I did. Um, I always did it underground, hiding, wouldn't let anybody, even the community out of here, we had this property for 15 years. Nobody knew, I knew, I knew nobody in this community. Nobody knew what I did. Uh, I just kept to myself, did my shit and, uh, tried to make money, hoping in the dream that legalization would happen. And then it did. And now I can be on this Instagram. I can be on Twitter <laughs> and I can share everybody. Like I got so much to say, man, like. We talked about we could write a book, man. So much yeah. to say. Like the, yeah. the stories that got us to get here, man. Oh, how many yes. how many close calls there was to getting busted? How many midnight moves we had to do with plants in the back of canopies, man? Yeah, it was it's not just us. Oh, it's not it's just, just us. Just oh no, no, no. There's <laughs> crazy stories from all of us old school <laughs> legacy guys, man. Again, the real black market where there was no license to hide behind. It's crazy shit, man. Well, <laughs> Yeah, it's even like just hearing some of the stories from you guys, from Matt, from the other people who are growing in the legacy side. It's like, okay, right. <laughs> like, I'm I'm definitely young blood in this industry, and I keep myself humble with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I my when I get like at Lyft and stuff, when I get the opportunity to just listen to the stories and those type of exposures, I take it full heartedly. And I awesome. try to, I like, I feel my job is to give you guys a platform because I can build a platform a little bit better because I have the time and I have the interest in doing it, but giving you the platform to showcase what you're doing. Right. Like no, we, we, we appreciate it. Man, absolutely. Because... How else do we share? It's all, it's all collaborations with everybody. And again, we're grateful to meet, to network with everybody. Lyft was an amazing yeah. networking opportunity for everybody. And we just, yeah, we, we were, again, just so appreciative of everybody that we met and comments. And we, we couldn't even get through Lyft. We didn't even see the whole thing. <laughs> we honestly, I'll tell you, we might have seen 10 boosts. I wanted to see uh, Dabble, the strawberry rosin. I've been looking for that stuff for four months. They were there. We didn't we have didn't time. We couldn't, I didn't we couldn't even see them either. Lyft. We, we were mo not mobbed, but... We're, well, we're, people wanted to talk with us, and it's awesome. It's, it's a different it's so opportunity awesome, that, yeah, we wouldn't have but, had otherwise. But we we never, we I never experienced that before no, in my life. Of, of the fanfare, even trying to go to our room. It's like, oh my God, people recognize us going to dinner. Hey there, hey there, I hear them. I'm like, holy shit, man. <laughs> what did I create, man? <laughs> oh, it's, it's like on Saturday. I showed up. I was like, oh, I'll get, I'll spend about a half hour with you guys and I'll leave you be two and a half hours later. It's like, I should probably do my final loop and get to the airport on time before I fly out. <laughs> Is that how long we were talking with you? I, I oh. looked at my watch. I was like, I hung out at that booth for about two and a half hours with oh you guys God. visiting. <laughs> I was like, that's, it happens, right? Oh, it, was great. it was great. But we, we, yeah, we, it, it all happened for a reason mm. the way it did and we just couldn't be happier no absolutely man well and that's and it's nice to see that those type of events are becoming huge networking opportunities mm -hmm. for the smaller producers 
And for people like me to get that in-person introduction to you guys and a lot of the other producers that I don't have access to in my province or I don't even know about because they don't do any promotion or anything like that because they're just not available in Alberta because Alberta can be realistically a hard province to get into and by anybody, but micros have that much more of a difficulty because they don't have the money and the budget necessarily to just force their product through. Right. No, for sure. For sure, man. Uh, Alberta was challenging. Actually, Ontario was even Ooh. much harder. Uh, yeah. We were pretty much vetted for four to six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, our sales team really worked their asses worked off to hard. get us in Ontario, man. And again, the biggest legal market in the world, man. We wanted to be a part of it for sure, man. Uh, my roots are from Ontario, Northern Ontario. I'm from Capuscasing, Ontario. So for me, being in Ontario was a huge deal, man. There's there's Master Shelter in my hometown of Capus Casing, and I couldn't be any happier than that, man. It was like, yes, I made it, man. I made it in my hometown. <laughs> well, that's a that's a huge step, especially getting into Ontario. And it seems like, especially in the three and a half gram size and the pre rolls, they're really stringent on what comes in. But they are, yeah, they really are, man. Yeah. It's uh, it's not easy to get in there, man, and. Uh, we're hoping we can stay there, man. Obviously, yeah. yeah. I think they like us. I think they like us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when when I didn't have to say who it's by, I just said Master Kush Ultra, and I had two people in Ontario go, "Oh, Smokers Farms." It's like, okay, really? Like, we know yeah, it's yeah. yeah, right? Because awesome. and they're and they're class like twenty five plus years smokers, and they wow on i would say about once a month maybe once every other month they pick it up like when they say regularly that's kind of what i attribute to it because they're they know just as many products and companies as i do they try almost everything on there and if they're getting it regularly that's a nod it's the same with me right i've got five or six things that i would get regularly nice yeah. <laughs> right. And your master kush is one I'd throw in there, right? Partakes GMO is another one I'd have in there. It's all small producers. Super yeah. funky yeah. small producers. Micro's the <laughs> way to go. Small, yeah. small producers, man. We have so much we have more time to, to really take care and, and well, it's the love. It's it's the love that we have. We're not least we, we don't have thousands and thousands of plants. Uh, uh most of us micros and we have we have legacy strains that we brought from the black market as well, which is mm-hmm. which is very desirable. Um, but yeah, we're thrilled. <laughs> oh, that's that's huge. And um, since you guys did do a harvest last week, why don't we go into kind of your process with the harvest and your new transition with the grow down blocks? Because you guys are doing the the new and improved grow with this Master Kush Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes so yes we yeah we got back from lift and we uh well, fast. <laughs> tuesday and uh yeah then it's uh, you let it dry for the seven to ten days uh environmental conditions outside can kind of change the drying of it but uh but yeah so uh in saying that i've got <laughs> no it's not exam time <laughs> I've got a couple of uh <laughs> I got a few nugs here that I'd like to show. On the it's gonna be it might be a bit of a challenge, but 
that and hold them on the bottom. Let me get in here. I want people to see. I see it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be challenging on your little, on your little board there. Nice, big, chunky butt off it, though. Go. I got to find the camera first. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it turned out quite a bit more chunky this time. Oh, yes, it looks nice. Ooh, uh... <laughs> really? So, so the, the one... Want to hold that bag? So the the one room I'm growing in right now, um, we need we need a, an air conditioning upgrade in the room. Um, my room is not 100% completely balanced yet, uh, but we had some really really cold temperatures, uh, which really helped uh, this crop be a little chunkier. So when we have these grow chambers, you know, to trying to balance a room out and get it really perfect, it's a bit of a it, it's it's complicated because we're adding dehumidifiers. Uh, we're adding, uh, we have all our lights, we have CO2 burning, we have air conditioning to combat all that stuff to balance everything out. Um, but I've known for a little while we needed another air conditioning unit. So we're getting one installed on Monday for the room. Um, just, just, you need that chill in the room just to get, get the big chunkier buds. I find I, I really do, man. It's, uh, we're, we're, we're stoked that this room is, is a week away from being balanced completely perfectly, man. Um, big chunkier buds uh mm -hmm. but yeah so it all works into now uh the grodan transition so um we still have one crop in my big back room that's not a hundred percent grodan perfect uh we tried uh a couple weeks in i tried moist moistening the blocks the proper way grodan recommends uh we're not sure if it's going to work perfectly i might have to revert to my old way for that room mm -hmm. but the new room we have here right now uh chad rigby uh, from Grodan is consulting us. Uh, we bought we bought this little grow Grodan uh, grow sense uh, moisture. It's a, well, it's a moisture meter. It's an EC meter, which is food and it's temperature. So I plug these things into the block, and it tells me exactly how much moisture is in that block, my food level, my temperature level of the block. Uh, it's a pretty big game changer for us, man. Because I've been doing everything. I've been winging it, man. I, we couldn't afford this thing. It's their four or five thousand uh, dollars to do it, but now we have it, and we have three sensors, uh, so we can we can monitor everything that's happening in these blocks. Um, my biggest problem with the blocks was uh, I was they were way too dry, and what happens when the blocks are too dry? Channeling occurs where just all the fertilizer you give it just kind of pisses out the bottom. Uh, the root mass really grows at the bottom, which is not not what Grodan recommends. So. Now we've got these blocks between 50 and 60% uh, moisture, which it's huge. It's insane how heavy they are, but if, if this is what they recommend, I heard, I seen roots today coming out of some of the blocks, so I'm I'm stoked about it, man. So so we have these blocks now that are 50 to 60% moisture. So now with the monitoring system, our plan, or, or the, the way to do it is, we always want to keep it between 50 and 60% moisture in the block, but we need dryback. So dryback is vitally important here because if that block is just totally saturated all the time. It's going to limit the amount of oxygen that gets in there. It's going to inhibit root growth. Um, so the, the perfect dryback, what Chad Rigby tells me, is between 10 and 15%. Um, in the early stages, I, I don't think it's just, it's, it's you're not going to get that big dryback because the plant isn't sucking up that much energy or water or, or stuff right now. But um, within, the, within the first couple of weeks, things change i guess well we're going to be monitoring it like every single day chad my phone was going a little crazy a few minutes ago that was chad telling me <laughs> the next moves i gotta make 
the next irrigation strategy I got to do because again, we're trying to keep between that 50 and 60% with a little bit of dry back and then the morning comes back, we irrigate it again, get it back up to where it should be. Evening comes, let it dry out a little bit too. So it doesn't inhibit root growth and whatnot. Um, that's about as much as I can explain on the grow down. Uh, when you get a nice little chart every day, looking at where things are at, your yeah, no, your water, it's quite the little thing. I get this little graph. <laughs> it's a big thing, I should say. <laughs> I get this, it is $5,000. I know. Oh. But I get this little graph that shows me exactly, uh, you can see your irrigation schedule, your, your strategy and what you're trying to do. Uh, it should kind of look like Bart Simpson's hair, as I call it at the top. It's <laughs> water, dry back a little bit. Water, dry back a little bit. Water, dry back a little bit. Uh, it, it, it's 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 an amazing technical technology piece of equipment thing that I have. Um, yeah, it's really a dream for me to grow cannabis. Uh, to grow cannabis, period, it's a dream. But to grow it properly and 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 sciency, I know that's <laughs> no, ridiculous, man. I I my cell phone, I. I run the whole facility with a cell phone. <laughs> it does all my watering strategies. It's all programmed through a cell phone, man. And I know when we sold everything in Kelowna and we moved out here full time, I laughed at my buddy because he had a uh, a smoker and he was smoking brisket with a cell phone. I thought, hell, man, using that cell phone to smoke meat? Here we are, man, running the whole facility with a stupid cell phone. <laughs> We've embraced technology. Well, we've, you have. I had already had, embraced it. <laughs> we had already embraced it. I'm a bit of a stubborn one, you know. Every, every, every dope grower thinks they grow the best weed. They think their way is perfect. Uh, I learned that pretty quick in this industry that, nope, I, I had to be humble. Uh, I made some fundamental mistakes at the beginning that if I wanted to be in the game, I better sharpen my shit up and figure it out, man, or I was going to be left in the dust. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, we started our first couple of crops. We started with soil and, and pots and stuff. No, that yes. wasn't going to cut it for me. So we had to get these dosatrons, these rolling tables. Uh, but my buddy Danny says, uh, my Spanish buddy, he's the one that kind of led me into this technology type thing of how to do it. And I knew, and, and, and I knew, because we had been to an LP. We had seen it, what it looked like. We left that place and I looked at her and I went, holy shit, man. <laughs> We got to spend some money. That we, was an expensive trip. <laughs> it was a very expensive trip. But if we didn't do that, man, I'd still be, you know, I'd, I'd still be doing it uh, yeah. a way that that, that I wasn't you happy. Call with. it your caveman style. You know, it's it's caveman, but that, that could be an insult <laughs> to some people because there's a lot of guys doing soil true. and stuff, and yeah. they're successful with it. Yeah, true, true. Um, for me, I know I needed to embrace technology. I know I needed to shoot for the stars, shoot for the moon. I know I needed to do something different to stand out and I wanted my flower to look like some of this other LP flower that I've seen going how come my weed doesn't look like that I want it to look like that so uh but for us man it's always about technology and pushing it farther every, well, every making it better every time every crop I do man I'm always trying to, to exceed uh oh, what I did last time man my expectations I set for myself in in the cannabis field are ridiculous um but those are my expectations i expect it to be perfect i expect it to be more THC. I expect it to be everything and, and 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 but that's but that's what a grower should do um in my opinion and again i i i, I spend a lot of time talking about this i don't consider myself a master grower I, I find that term it's a little arrogant because it's a plant here how the, plant, the hell can the plant you is the, master. the plant is a master man i've been growing for 28 years and cannabis still teaches me something all the time. And it's like, 
well, shit, I didn't experience that before. Like, wow, man. So have I mastered anything? No, I haven't. Am I a great grower? Yeah, I think I am, man. I think I can grow the shit out of, of cannabis, but. Yeah, it, but it's the one that tells us when we're harvesting, when we're doing this, when we're doing that. It tells us, we're like, oh, okay, we're doing that? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not the boss, man. The jeweler's loop, it lets me know within a couple of days of, nope, nope, we're on, we're on point now, or no, maybe we need a few more days or a few less days. Um, it, it, it's the real boss of, of us, man. It's uh, We created this monster, <laughs> and it needs constant feeding, <laughs> which is all good. <laughs> oh, exactly. And when, when you guys are the primary workforce, it's a little bit different than somebody who has hands in there that are okay, this person's taking care of this room, this person's taking care of this room, this person's taking care of this room, and you're just kind of supervising everything that's going on. Little bit of a different story than when it's you are the only two full-timers at your, at your location, yeah. right? Yeah, it, it, it's us. And I, I'm training I'm training a couple guys here, uh, uh, one in the community and one, one in the uh, Kelowna area. Yeah, it's training them to do what I do, so... We have this. We have this plan of maybe going on a vacation one day. <laughs> uh, we haven't. We haven't been anywhere in three years, so it sure would be nice to do it. But again, I've created this monster. Do I feel like I need to be here all the time to control yeah. it? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. It's an. It, it, it's in a bit of an addiction now. So, COVID was great for us because we got to focus on all this stuff, man. We knew we weren't going to travel. We didn't feel like we were missing anything. <laughs> we didn't feel like we missed anything because we knew we were going to have to focus on our new lives here. And figure out the steps uh, that are going to be appropriate for our new lives. So, if COVID was unfortunately it was decent for us, but <laughs> we yeah, weren't going anywhere anyway. We're going anywhere, but, but yeah. So, so, so now, now I'm trying to train people to do what I do here, and 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 it's very complicated, man, because I know how to read a plant. I can walk into a room, I can read a plant in a few minutes, going, okay, it's probably missing this or that. I, I can come up with a scenario behind it, and. That's a, that's a skill that's learned over the years, man. It's, I can't take a Google course or I can't go to a, a university course and they're going to teach me how to do this. you got to use your, it's just your intuition, I guess, of knowing being around so many thousands and thousands of plants and, and all these different scenarios that I've had to well, deal exposure. with. Man. I guess it's just basically mm-hmm. exposure. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, 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 it's the complicated part of my job, but it makes me be the good grower that I am, that I can read the plants as, as I call it. Well, it's, it's the repetition is the biggest thing, right? It's, you can learn as, as like I've read quite a bit of growing books based off the knowledge that I've obtained. I should be able to read the plant. I'm still in my first couple of hundred plants that I've grown. Oh, I can't yeah. reach it. <laughs> I got to look at it and go, I think it's this, this, or this. And then I go look it up to realize it's none of the three that I thought it's something completely different. <laughs> but at least now I can start taking guesses at it and have an idea, right? And I'm already starting to problem solve some of this more simple stuff with my smaller garden. But again, the more plants I add to it, the more I'm going to learn from it, the more trouble there's going to be. Yes, Absolutely, yes. man. Absolutely. <laughs> Whenever you think you get, get a little fancier, that's when I grew in the black market. Every time I try something a little bit fancier, whether it was hydroponics or something different, Oh man, it would always, I'd always make a mistake. There'd always be a mistake going, holy shit. I didn't see that costing me money, but it always did. <laughs> it's like, that's a hard way to learn. But back in the, back in the day, I couldn't ask anybody, oh, what, what should I do about this or this or that? There's, there's no resources to ask. You had to, you had to kind of figure it out. There's man. no chat rooms. 
there's no chat rooms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where now somebody like me, I could if I've got something that's thumping me in my tent, I could take a picture and send it to four people who are running grows like you and give yeah. me direct feedback. And it's like, okay, <laughs> I'm going right to the source of information of hundred plus years of <laughs> growing experience over five people. And if three of the five are saying some what the same type of solution, it's like, okay, it's likely to be that. Let's problem solve it and go through, right? No, for sure, man. It's uh, yeah, it, plants are complicated. <laughs> That's why I said I haven't mastered them. It was funny. Uh, recently, I've I've, uh, I've entered the Twitter the Twitter sphere here, whatever you call it, the Twitterverse, <laughs> and uh, so I, I there we've we've got an amazing amount of followers already in the last uh, last week or so here. <laughs> I've done this, but so I posted some pictures of my my grow uh, for the first time after we defoliated. Well, I'm going to tell you. People thought I was out of my mind <laughs> with my defoliation because we we go we defoliate. I call it forensically. The network lit up. Like I I I pinch all the leaves off, man. I do, and a lot of people on Twitter didn't understand. They thought I was out of my mind. Yeah. They thought doing? I was stupid. They thought I just completely lost it. Now, so this event happened a few days ago. Now I got all these supporters going. Don't listen to what these people say. You know what you're doing. They have no idea, but. But it's complicated for me to explain to these people, like, holy shit, man, I'm not destroying my crop. I just didn't pluck all the leaves off. I just didn't figure this out yesterday. Yeah. It's taken me a year and a half now of, of, of doing this to get the plant, to get the flower that we want. I I, I, I know what I'm doing, but to try to talk people into that, yeah. uh, that I know what I'm doing, they just don't see it my way. That. But you also added a warning to, you might not be able to do this with all strains either well, i don't want to be responsible so, for you wrecking your crop <laughs> so every strain is different uh yeah. this strain here it's a strong hardy strain man i've grown the shit out of her for so many years i know it can take abuse i know it can take a lot of hardship man it, it can take all that stuff but again it didn't happen right away to do that but 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 I, yeah growing the way that i'm doing and defoliating man it just there, there's so many benefits to it and it's not just uh light entering the canopy better it's it's we're getting rid of all those big fan leaves that don't do nothing but shade and cause more humidity uh when you're growing like i am on the high level here with I, i'm feeding the shit out of these plants man it's a perfect environment the co2 is perfect the water is perfect they don't have to look for anything man so i'm basically force feeding them as much food as i can just to get these flowers to swell and that's exactly what happens in my rooms, man. I, we bounced everything out. The CO2 is perfect. Everything's perfect. I pull this off. I've got a such a great feeding schedule from my buddy Danny in Spain, man. Where yeah, and he he sets me up, and we're 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 feeding the plants right now on the highest level he's ever seen before of food, and these plants are taking it all day long, man. So it, it, it's exciting, but the. The plants are going to get bigger. <laughs> oh, that's even more exciting. <laughs> I spend I spend a lot of time in my rooms. Each, I got a chair in my room. And a lot of times, man, I just sit there for sometimes half an hour, sometimes an hour, playing on my phone, listening to the music, just looking around going, man, oh, man, how is this possible that I can be doing this when, when I, I don't know, it was 10 years ago, whatever, I remember driving out to this property one day. We were shutting her down. I'm thinking... I may never drive out here again. My career might be done. Uh, yeah, I didn't know what direction our lives were going to take, but not to be immersed in this in this amazing 
amazing space, man. It just, it blows me. And my wife got to quit her job, as I said, man, <laughs> to be full-time, man. We're a team. Yeah, we're, we're thrilled, man. It's Yes, it is. It, it's neat to be able to realize the dreams for him and now now me as well. We're just waiting for what what what's the next bad thing to come on the ride. <laughs> it's all good. It's all sunshine and lollipops. It's been pretty good, but it's, the, the legal market's like the black market. It's it's like I, we always call it the roller coaster. Yeah. There's always peaks. There's ups and downs, man. Where it's good, 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 then it's bad, bad, bad. Uh, legal. But that, that, is, that is life as well. The beginning start for us, man. We didn't really smash fish ultra right out of the gate. We had some serious difficulties because we didn't. And it was a low, lower THC, 22, 23%. Nope. It was still a great product, it but it didn't resonate like a master fish, man. So uh, just a long journey. But yeah. happy. Yeah. Master Cush Ultra <laughs> is here forever as long as I'm considered, man. <laughs> I will never stop growing it. Uh, if something happens and we're out of the legal market, I'll still be growing to the damn dead, man, uh, to smoke it because. I'm spoiled. This is all I really smoked in the last 20 years. I never really smoked many other people's weed because I knew what was done to my weed. I knew it was safe. But even the legal market, I'm a bit of a weed snob. I, I try other people's weed. I'd just rather smoke my master kush because I know I'm going to get torqued out, man. <laughs> well, we'll try the others and then we'll go back to master kush. <laughs> See, same thing. Yeah. Try others and go back to Master Kush. And now we got into the dabbing thing. That's a whole oh. other world of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're trying to uh, we're trying to work with my buddy Ryan Douglas from Rosin Unity. We're trying to collaborate somehow to to put out some rosin or some uh, live rosin hash or something. We're really trying to do something here, but but it's complicated for us micros because we don't have tons of product. We don't have uh, tons of stuff to make this stuff with, oh. so. Uh, we're hoping we can figure out some kind of a collaboration because who wouldn't like Smoker Farms Master Shelter Rosin? Yeah. Uh, well, we've squished our own weed here. It is it is crazy strong, man. Like, I like to save it for the end of the day, the end of the night, because, oh, man, I just get super baked. It's an, rosin, rosin is just amazing. We just went to this... Went to this conference thing, uh, squished nugs there in the last few months. Yeah, and. Nuts. Mixed nugs. Holy shit, man. We're so high, man. I'm like, wow. Oh, boy. It this took me a while to come down. Crazy. Especially for her. She's, she's not a chronic smoker like me. Oh, no. She was so stoned, man, at this event. She didn't know what to do for a bit. I didn't want to talk to you. I'm like, I sound like an idiot. I have to stop talking. The ro rosin's amazing. We got our own little rosin press now. So we we rosin, we do our own pressing and stuff. It's pretty cool, man. We, we do it on Instagram and whatnot uh, once in a while to show it off. Yeah, I've got a press too, and it's rosin's just it is t such a different product in comparison to any other concentrates because it's the only one that you can get a totally different flavor and experience off of it, but it still gives you the consistency and the high that flour does. It just absolutely. ramps it up. It just ramps it up, like you say. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely, it does, man. It. Uh... It takes you to that magic spot uh, quickly. <laughs> the eyes get heavy and droopy right away. It's like, holy shit, man. That was a good blast. <laughs> oh, and it's not like Shatter or any of the other like um, solvent-based extracts where it's a rush, right? You get 15-minute rush and then it's passing so like and burning out. 
rosin, it's it doesn't give you that. It gives you that flower kick, which is so nice. That carry, that long kind of slow come down, Absolutely, so much more man. enjoyable. It, it's very enjoyable, man. I, I'm so happy we went to this this uh, rosin thing, man, to learn about it, man. Because hey, I, I, I drug dealer for 28 years, man. Yeah. No idea people were doing this shit. No idea how amazing it was. Hey, when I was when we were young, yeah, we'd make honey oil at quick rinse, uh, cold uh, isopropanol, cold weed with the hot knives. Yeah, you know, yeah. doing all the old shit. But no, no, the rosin man, just it's a great experience, man. And and I'm very thankful that there's people out there that are willing to do this, man, and, and to learn how to do this rosin. I guess whoever thought of taking a a curling iron, crimping iron. And squishing some <laughs> bud together one day, like what crazy guy ever thought? Let's try this and see if anything happens. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Ross, he would be one of them. And when you when you first the first time we actually seen it happen in front of us, man, I was just like, holy shit, where's all this stuff coming from, man? Like, it's, yeah, we were blown away. I'm still blown away when when we do it, man. Watching this so stuff weird. pour out of cannabis flower, man, it's crazy. Well, and then you get the people who go the next step further and go into the bubble hash. I like I did my first wash of bubble hash, and then I pressed it. I cannot believe how different it is than just straight up flower rosin. Really? See, we've we've never ne- we've never tried that yet. Uh, we're actually looking possibly to use some of our our waste trim material uh, to make uh, something like that as well. So we're hoping. Oh, <laughs> but I've never I've never I, tried the product. Oh, the, it is just, I find it, it's, it's taking the flower rosin and going the next step with the cleaner option because you don't have any of the flower material in there. It's just the trichome heads because what they're doing is they're putting it in the ice water and that's just causing the trichome heads to break off okay. the actual flower. And then what they're catching the trichome heads in are just mesh bags. And then they let that dry, and that's what they press to make the rosin. So you're getting an sometimes 85 to 95% return off the bubble hash mm. in the rosin. But it's so clean, so clear. Like it very rarely leaves residue on your banger. Like there's it's really good quality stuff. Mm, that's that's a high yield too. I, I, I know when Ryan was pressing our massacre Charlton, he told me that it got a 22% yield and yeah. it didn't mean much to me but i've told that to other people they're like holy shit man yeah. flour 22 yield that's that's really really high apparently yeah because if, if you can get flour between 20 to 25 you're looking at high 25 to 30 is unbelievable that's your your premium level flour going into it and producing crazy rosin like it's just a dumper is what they mm. consider it and then the bubble hash because you're removing the trichome heads. It's the weight of the actual bubble hash to the rosin that it's producing. So you might only get 30% yield of bubble hash off of the flour. Then when you press it, you'll get 80 to 90% rosin yield off of that. Oh, 30% yeah, okay. of. So it's, there's two steps of math to do it. It's just when they consider the rosin to, to the product that they're using, it's 85 to 90 for that higher level. Because you're pressing out a bubble hash. That's the precursor product for it. 
Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's still lots to learn. See? Yeah. <laughs> Cannabis teaches me something every day. <laughs> I'm good with math and numbers because I had to be with medicine when it came to the pharmacy and all that type of stuff with EMS. So the numbers and how they line up, just it's one of the things that makes sense to me. I could read it and go, okay, that's how that equation works. Lauded, move on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so you guys have the Master Kush Ultra, but you said you started with another genetic. Which one was that when you first released yeah. onto the market? Uh, the, the first one we released on the market was called uh, the Ultimate. Um, the, the Ultimate was uh, wedding cake. Um mixed with this ultimate strain uh probably the most beautiful weed Very one of the most beautiful green weeds i ever grew loved it uh taste was was superb but it came in at 21 22 and at the time nobody gave a shit about that kind of weed they all wanted higher 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 than that it had yeah at that time they were talking yeah. 23 or 24 minimum now it seems it's 25 26 yeah. plus is what everybody wants to wants to have so uh yeah it, it, it saddened me because it was such a nice a nice strain a nice uh, sure. i i still have it in the facility i haven't got rid of it yet uh it, it may it may be well better suited for the european market or something so we're we're potentially looking into that to uh get rid of the genetic because in canada i don't think there's a fit for it anymore and and for us we're sticking to master gush ultra uh but but i do have another strain here as well it's a sativa strain um it's in the house. We're still going through the preliminary testing phase of it. Uh, it's 40% sativa. It's a banger as well, man. It's gassy. Uh, it looks spectacular. Um, flavor of, of that strain is mm -hmm. very, very unique. Um, but we're testing right now. But, 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 we're, but we're, we're, we're testing. So I, I'm trying to see how it's going to fit into what we do here. Because, again, I based my whole facility on this one strain, yeah. Master Gashalter. Because I knew that I had something special here. So did I think I was ever going to have another strain here? No, I didn't. And I didn't really care if I did or not. Because I I knew once people figured out the mask of shoulder, everybody would get it. Uh, I sure was hoping anyways. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> there wasn't great risk management here on my end. It was just like, we're going with this. And that's what's going to do it. Let's build this facility. Let's spend all our money and hope for the best. <laughs> and that's that's where we are where we are so, so yeah i got this other genetic and i, I know that I've, I've caused some excitement about it um it's I, been a longer wait than anticipated it's been a bit of a longer wait we did a run of a, a few plants and it didn't turn out as, as nice as i thought it would be um but, but again there's environmental conditions are different in each room a little mm -hmm. bit so we're, we're trying a couple more runs of it I, i've actually put three plants in my new room here uh doing it the proper uh grow down way having these blocks being 50 and 60 percent moisture so i think that's really going to change it for us because it's like moisture it seemed to use a lot more water than our master kush so um we're we're, we're hoping uh, to see what's we'll going to happen with it but but i don't know what we're going to do with it like the master kush is going so so phenomenally crazy for us right now i don't really want to take up space for another strain that hasn't got a big following behind it yet so um we're, we're gonna have to figure that out uh as we go but Massacre shelter is not stopping. There's just no way. Well, we're, and not it's... Saying, we're not saying the name of the other strain because it's predetermined. 
Well, it's, it's simple. <laughs> we don't want to let the cat out of the bag. It's a little secretive. Um, <laughs> building hype. It's, it's, I guess it's building hype, but is there anything on the market like it? No, there's not. No. Uh, it's it's unique in its own way. Um, uh, the name that it has, I'm not, I'm not a, the biggest fan of it, but we're going to rename this thing, but it's going to be renamed on the genetics of the strain. Nice. I'm not just going to pull out some call it ketchup bottle or whatever the hell people call <laughs> strains but it's it's going to be reflective of what the genetics that back it up with uh I, i'm just not really into calling stuff whatever uh and, and i know some people do it on, on the market man it's it's allowed um but but I'm, I'm not a big fan of that i when somebody goes to buy the product i want them to know what they're getting the name has something to the genetic background of it man. That, to me to me that's pretty important yeah. again i'm old school man i i i'm not, I'm not gonna smoke pancake syrup or whatever <laughs> other names that are out there. there there's some strange names out there yeah. man going oh come up with this man but it's marketing i guess uh, you know and, old school and here when, and when it comes to to those names i'm with you if you're not gonna share the genetic the name should come from the the, the lineage of some sort Definitely. now if you're gonna go and do your own brand because you guys bought a pack of 100 seeds, you phenotyped it, you found a genetic that is for, like, Ness is a perfect example because they want big buds and fruity flavors or big buds and candied flavors. Like, that's part of their branding. If they want to rebrand name something that they phenohunted, just put the genetics lineage on it as well and then call whatever you want it because it tastes like that. Then definitely someone like me who is more lineage dependent on what I pick, I can look at it and go, Oh yeah, I'd probably like that lineage. I'll grab it. Then the Ooh. people who are just going in to buy the product based off of what it sounds like, they're getting what they want too. No, that's a good point. No, 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 for right? sure. It, it, there's a market for everybody, and I said I'm just I'm just old school. I want it to be yeah. as proper as possible, so the, the consumer kind of knows what they're getting, what they can expect from us. Um, yeah, it's gonna be no crazy names here, hopefully. <laughs> well, and. And even if there is that little bit of a crazy name, if it's the actual genetics name, that's going to do branding in and of itself, right? Yeah. No, for sure. And, and it again, it will be very reflective of the names here, man. We're we're not just going to pull names out of a hat. It's just, I mean, to me, it goes against what I believe in a little bit. Yeah. I'm a stubborn old man. <laughs> well, and that's and you're not likely to be changing the genetics you're looking for you're going to likely stick to the more classic og funk style genetics because it's what you've grown well and what you enjoy right very very true man no it's it's, it's very true well said absolutely and like i would i'm the type of person where i'd rather go and know that smokers farms is going to be the more og taste i'm going to know that if i buy it i'm getting a classic cannabis taste well, then I yeah. go over to Distinct. I'm going to go and get those kind of funky genetics that I've been grown by some, like, home growers on the market. It's done well. They, like, Thug Pug. They've grown a lot of Thug Pug, Thug Pug genetics. Those are seem to be ACMPR popular. A lot of, like, smaller grower popular. I'm good going there knowing that I'm going to get something kind of funky and new. And then going to another company for this product and another company for this product and have four or five companies that I go for for certain products because I know it's what that grower likes to produce, what that company likes to put out. Definitely. Micros oh, yeah. Yeah, are going to do well like that. No, it makes sense what you're saying. Absolutely. Right. And that's, that's what I like seeing. And I, and 
with what you guys have been saying with the Master Kush Ultra grabbing traction and it's gaining more traction, it's just kind of proving that the market's maturing. They're getting a more developed flavor and they're wanting something more than just straight candy, grape, and orange. Right. And <laughs> yeah, instead of just instead of just fruity flavors, which there's a lot of fruity. Some people might like that. Again, it, it it's to each. To oh, each absolutely. Own. There's a lot of fruity flavors out there, big time right now, and dominating the market in a lot of spaces, man. But uh, yeah, they'll they'll have their time, and uh, old school stuff like us will always be around. That's the plan. <laughs> well, exactly, and it's. There's, it, it's hard to compete with something that's been around for as many years as a good Kush or a good Haze or, right? Like there's you, any major cannabis conference, you hear at least one or two people talking about, oh, well, I wish we had skunk number one still floating around, like a good skunk still floating around. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, like, for sure, man. The old, the old school flavors, no, for sure, man. A lot of people... Well, oh, remember we had this hash plant. Oh, remember we had this strain. Like, oh man, it was so amazing. But they all seem to kind of die out, man. But uh, I, I, I've been growing Mascush Alta for almost twenty years now, uh, and there's a reason I've been growing it for almost twenty years because it sells out all the time, man. It has in the black market all over the place, man. It fed, it fed our family. It, uh, it allowed us to travel the world a little bit. Mascush Alta, man. I just can't believe how how much it's done for us, man. But 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 I but I didn't stray, man. I nobody ever got clones of this strain either, man. I gotta tell you, never never shared clones, man. I knew what I had. I never really shared clones in my my black market day. I would acquire new clones from people, but I wasn't into selling clones or sharing clones. No 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 no. Because once I knew I had something good, I'm keeping it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same way now. I get the odd people on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, hey hey man, can you send me send me up with a clone? I'm like no. <laughs> Even some of my old school black market guys, they still have the nerve to ask me. I'm like, no, no I'm never going to happen. Why would I ever do this, man? But, but thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only clone you're getting are the genetics I'm not going to run in my garden. So yeah. there's your pick. <laughs> that would be about it. Yes. <laughs> Here's some rando seeds. Good luck. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Um, I think we covered a lot and we just kind of focused in on that Master Kush Ultra and your new Grodan approach, which I think a lot of people are going to be interested in hearing about. Um, do you guys have anything else that you want to kind of hype up or cover before we wrap this up? Because we got we went over a lot of great topic, we actually. A lot of great we topics. covered a lot of bases. Here. I, tried to, I tried to cover them as well as I can, but not too much. Uh I don't. I don't think we have a whole lot to plug here. Um, obviously, uh, like I said, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, and uh, yeah, the the story. Uh, I, I I promised Grodan that hey, you guys set me up with this stuff. You helped Chad give me this free con consultation, which they offer if you use their product, which is amazing. I'm gonna tell the story, man. I'm gonna tell the story uh, of an old G like myself, man, uh, making mistakes but getting corrected by Grodan to grow an even better product, man. So I'm going to be releasing all the information I can on my platforms, man, of, uh, of to, to be, to be a better grower. And I, I was, my post yesterday, I said, right now, Chad Rigby, he's a better, uh, grow down guy than me, but not for long, man. Once that information gets in my head and I understand it, wrap my head around it, man, 
I will be a self-toted professional of Grodan. And I'm so looking forward to it, man, because you just like a plant, these blocks, you can read a little bit too, man. I, I definitely can read them, man. I feel them. I touch them. I go, okay, I, I know, kind of know what's going on, man. So, so yeah, that's, that's the only thing I can. Uh, well, you should do a shout out to Canada Dry too for the, uh, well, it was two and a half hours with me standing there, so. Oh, yeah, don't even care for like 10. <laughs> well, you know, Canada Dry, so yeah, so my buddy Benny Sativa, uh, he, uh, he was working with Canada Dry and he kind of knew we might have a problem here. So, uh, yeah, getting these two giant Canada Dry units in my big room. Allowed me to put another table in my room now. We've expanded. Uh, it's it's really exciting, man. But, yeah, without without Canada Dry's help, man, uh, Braun and the guys, we would we, we wouldn't be where we're at right now. We wouldn't be able to put out this 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 fire weed, man. So you know, we've it, during the journey, man, we've had so many people that have played a part uh, to help us achieve this dream, man. And I'd, I'd like to say it was mostly on on our uh, on us, but it's not, man. There's, no. So many people, and again, we're in the middle of nowhere a little bit, but so many people would come out here and help us or, or do whatever they could to help us. Well, and a lot of them have become friends now too, which is amazing. It, it's, a, it's a really neat um, group of people that we've encountered through this journey. Oh, for sure, man. Benny Sativa, dopest mama ever, the Canada mm -hmm. crew, and so many more people we're meeting at yourself. events and stuff. Yourself. <laughs> uh, you know, we're, we're, we're developing bonds with, with people that... Really, really cool people. That we would have never known or talked about yeah. weed before in the past because the legalities behind well, it and whatnot you just you didn't just did. you, you kept your damn mouth shut man <laughs> it's uh loose lips sink ships man but now it's it's incredible actually the cannabis community really good people and and how how they're all willing to kind of work together to help mm -hmm. everybody achieve the dream man mm -hmm. uh, so yeah it's, we stick together we, well we have to <laughs> stick together man we're, we're in a very complicated uh industry uh People are shutting down, unfortunately, every day right now, man. It's it's heartbreaking, man, for mm -hmm. me to see that that people are losing their dreams, man. Um, it totally sucks, man, because I know they put everything in to their dream like we have. Like we I'm, I'm sure they have, man. So it, it's it's humbling. It sucks, man, but we can't help we can't help people. We can barely help ourselves right now, man. Uh, so we're just gonna struggle through it until we uh, get. But if we can, we pay it forward for sure. <laughs> oh, we, I'd pay whatever I could forward, man, to anybody that's helped us, man. Uh, it, it didn't help us or to help other people, man, 100%, man. But, uh, yeah, I, I hope everybody, man, has, has great success in the industry. But we're seeing that it's not the case, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, there's there's that little bit of the calling right now where either the unprepared or the the people who just were unaware of what was coming are seem to be getting it hit the hardest and they aren't people who deserve to be hit hard and no. on the most part right no Definitely not. we we didn't see all this coming no. either with the way the industry's turned man oh we had no idea man we're just so thankful that that we're positioned appropriately with no investors no nothing nobody to drag us down except ourselves man we're we're, we're so fortunate because of that man because if we had investors involved in this too There'd be a, there have been a lot of knocks on the door already going, we want our money or we're, we're shutting you down. So yeah. uh, we're very, very super thankful. And we did, we, we, we put everything on our own property, knowing that nobody can mess with us if we're doing it on our own property, not having a lease payment or anything of the sort, man. So we're, 
uh, we're wise in that scenario, but and then we're still yeah. we're yeah. still freaking out, man. We're still freaking out watching people not do well, man. It's uh, it's concerning. It's concerning for everybody in the cannabis space, man. It really is. For sure. But it's it's tough when their product is selling and they're not doing well. Right. right? It may yeah. not be selling bucket loads, but it's selling and you're still seeing their shops get shut down. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's unfortunate. It's it doesn't sad. make any sense sometimes, man, but there's so much overregulation in what we do, man. Whether it's our waste material, we got away, just, ev- just everything about it, man. The taxation of it, man. Uh, I know, I know Trudeau, uh, he, he gave us this legal platform now, but come on, man, the government, you got to review what the hell's mm-hmm. going on here. You got to see the crushing impact that all these taxes, tariffs and nonsense paperwork is crushing us small guys, man. We, we need a bit of a lifeline, man. We, we do, man. And, uh, I'm hoping the government, you know, wakes up and gets their head out of their ass and, uh, Helps us out a little bit, man. Helps everybody out a little well, bit in the struggling space. Just a break. <laughs> like a break, yeah. some kind of tax break, just something to help the small guy, man. Because none of us have, again, millions of dollars. No. You know, we're, some of us are living paycheck to paycheck a little bit, man. If we so, get those. If we get yeah. those. Which we clearly don't. <laughs> but yeah, man. So I, again, I really appreciate your platform to uh, to spread the word about uh, voice. Master Kush Ultra and Smoker Farms, man. We couldn't be more thrilled, man. Absolutely. Well, it was, it was great having you guys on. And that I I just, I want to get that education out to not only the industry professionals being the bud tenders and those, but the just general consumers. Because if we can let them know that in reality, you guys are making cents on the gram that you're selling on the legal market because of excess tax, because of shipping costs, because of branding partnerships, because of packaging deals, because of the storage and all of this other just costs that don't get attributed to the consumer that they're aware of. And they go and they look at it and they go, oh, it's $40 for three and a half gram and I can spend 80 for an ounce. I'll just spend that 80. It's like, yeah, but you don't understand that that $80 is doing nothing. Yeah. Where that, Absolutely. that 35, $40 could keep this company up and running and the quality oh, you're going to get and all that is better, but you need to showcase that it's not you guys making an arm and a leg and a whole bunch of cash on the backload. It's the government making it in all of these taxations and cost-based um, mm-hmm. implements that you guys have to use and have oh, to be able to be sure. on the market well and all, all the testing all like that oh, all costs sure. money so it's a safe great product for people but yeah that that cost comes out of our bottom line even even the, the excise tax it's a dollar a gram that ends up getting charged the consumer so the government we growing weed i did a rough calculation one day they make almost one hundred and fifty thousand dollars off me alone just for that $1 a gram excise tax, man. Never mind all the provincial, the GST, all the taxes they get, man. So it's like, that's a lot of money, man. Yeah. That, that could certainly be in our pockets or, you know, maybe don't got to be such greedy pigs. Maybe it's 25 cents, maybe 50 cents, but a dollar a gram, man, that's crushing for, for so many of us, man. And I get it. It costs money to run the programs, but it doesn't cost that much, you know, it's, well, but it's frustrating. If that dollar a gram paid for your guys's testing and your guys's packaging because you produce under a certain amount of kgs a year, would you have an issue paying it? 
Say that again. So if you included all the stuff. So if you included your, it, so you would go and if you produce under a certain kg, so the micros or the craft fall under yeah. a certain kgs. Yeah. With that payment, you now got a certain amount of services provided. So you would get general packaging. You would get general um, testing. You would get like just a oh, certain game to, changer. It, it, it would be a big game changer for us. Yeah. It, it would, man. It, it would leave it would leave a lot more money in our pockets. Um, yeah, I know it would be a really big game changer for That's us. Interesting. Man. Because and, yeah, yeah. It's, and for but, me, yeah. if the government isn't going to take the money uh, off the table for them, fine then. You create the jobs, but you provide the service for free for the people that are already paying for it. Subsidized. But yep. yeah, but make a certain yield per brand. Mm -hmm. containment so that it's not tea god and bazam and the greener and all of the, the pure sun farms and all these massive companies that are using it to their advantage because they've got one producer in that province so right. they fall under that no 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 no. it's across the board i like that yeah no it's a, it's I a, like that a lot. It's, a it's a very interesting uh Content. concept sure. it really is man it would uh yeah it, it would change things would dramatically because it would help i, I don't know For what sure. we spend on on we do we do eight crops eight harvests a year here right now uh but the testing it's, it's at least a thousand a thousand dollars a crop for, for testing various tests yeah yeah no of terpenes and then stuff no it, it all adds up man yeah packaging uh pro processing we we pay a fee to have our stuff processed because we clearly can't do that ourselves um you know you, your job is pretty important here to grow the weed and um, for me i grow all the weed i do all that stuff and she accounts everything to make sure i'm still allowed to grow the weed uh we have no time to get SKUs to get purchase orders from anybody either i know a lot of people are bigger like oh you're going to the processor oh man they're gonna scam you i uh, know they're not uh processor big game change for us they got us all our SKUs oh, yeah we can all that. across the province man uh bc black uh great great uh team they sell our cannabis all the Marketing, women sell their weed uh but no they, they look after us they take care of us man ben williams the president of BC Black, awesome, awesome guy, man. Can't can't see enough good things about about them, but they're mm -hmm. they're a very valued part of what we do. We, well, we, we couldn't do it without them. We can't operate without them. No, nope. yeah. it, it's it's mandatory to have. And and a lot of people don't know this, but uh, all us micros that are part of BC Black, we're all independently owned. Because uh, there's been some people that even own stores are like, I didn't know that. I'm like, we thought BC Black owned all you guys. No, 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 no. We're every one of us is completely independent. They're we just use them for their processing, processing. service and marketing. And marketing. And I've, I've done some Instagram posts about it because people don't understand that, man. We're not a big conglomerate here, no. man. We're all little guys fighting their way, man. Well, how many people don't understand that the amount of companies buy product from small producers, relabel it, rebrand it, and put it under their own? White label. Yeah. No, it's... Like, I, they, I, they're yeah. cannabis brands that do zero growing at all yeah no we we've we've been approached um by right. people wanting to white label and i said the same thing to them not a fucking chance because i'm not going to do all this hard work to create what we've created and allow you to take credit for my uh, great cannabis never going to happen yeah. man so it's yeah no we we would we'd shut her down if, if white labeling was our only uh, way to do it Smoker Farms is done. We wouldn't, well, nobody would know who Smoker Farms is because it's not allowed on the packaging. 
that's the first question I ask these companies that ask me. I'm like, so does my name get to be on the package? Well, no, it's complicated. That's a no then. Come on, just say it, man. I, you want you want my great product and call it your own. Not gonna happen, man. There's, there's no way, man. I'm not I'm not gonna work this hard for somebody else to get the limelight. There's just no way. No, I and I've I fall in the same the same wheelhouse. At the very least, we should be giving respect to who grew it. The yes. lead grower on that we should be giving respect to too, because the lead grower is like a tattoo artist or Absolutely. any other artist. They had enough control to affect the way that product came out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yep. we should be giving them credit. And if the lead grower doesn't want the credit, well, that's fine. They could have. They should have to say yes or no. Absolutely, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. It, no, it it sucks that people have to white label and they have no credit at all. Like I said, even the head grower, man, it doesn't have to be the company, but. The head grower, whatever the guy's name is, a yeah. girl's name is, have it on there, man. This is the head guy. Let him get take a little bit of the glory that hey, I'm this the one that was in created. charge of this. Is what I created. I'm good at it, and let him get the limelight a little bit for sure, man. Everybody wants to know where their weed comes mm-hmm. from, too, don't yeah. they? I know I do, man. Mm-hmm. I, and anything I, I I buy or consume or anything, I want to know where the hell it came from. I mean, I want know all the processes behind how it gets to where it gets, but I still kind of want to know where it came from, man. Transparency. Well, and and it gives you confidence in the product, and yes, all if we all of a sudden have names affiliated to grow styles, you're gonna have people that are hunting down growers, and they'll go to certain brands because that grower is there. Mm-hmm. So absolutely right, you you guys are seeing it, and it's a little bit more direct because you are the the lead grower and you are the one that's running the facility and the social media, so it's a little bit easier to get everything piled on top of one another. Yeah. So when people see you in public, that connection's there. But yes, apparently it is. <laughs> I would say that ano- I would say you're a little bit of the anomaly in the industry for that as a lead grower. True. Yeah. I'm I'm putting myself out there as much as yeah. I can. Yeah. It's we're we're doing I we're doing stuff on social media that that a lot of people aren't doing. Man, we're documenting uh, our lives a little bit. We're, I try not to do too much personal stuff, but. I want people to see how it is to run a micro facility, mm-hmm. the complications involved, the highs and the lows. Uh, yeah, just just of how it's done. Again, it's it's transparency, so people know when they see the product, when they consume it, they go, "Yeah, man, I know this guy. I've seen him on on Instagram. I've seen like blah blah blah, great people." Well, association. Or it's, it's association, exactly. basically, man. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 working great. <laughs> well, and and where I was getting to with that is when you go and you give the thumbs up on a product, even if it's a new product being released, people are going to be way more confident going in and buying it than they would if it's just, Oh, it's a new release under this brand. Right. And that's more where I was getting to it, where with, with that unique aspect that you have that ability to like with this new sativa genetic that you're working on, when you do get it figured out and you release it and you go, it's available, go pick it up. It's worth it. The amount of people who will go and just buy seven grams of it because they're confident because you like it. Yes. I, I, that's I, a huge I, connection. I, I'm aware that I've, that I've created a little bit of a monster in myself that if, if, <laughs> if I say something is good, people are going to react to it and go, Hey, Jeff Aubin spoke of arms, said it was good, so it must be good. Let's trust this guy because I've seen him and he talks so confidently about all this stuff. So I, I <laughs> yes, I have to be aware of what 
You endorse it. Would I endorse? <laughs> what? Endorse. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> hey, I'm in the same oh boat. God. It's hard to it's hard to wrap your mind around it. <laughs> it is it is a little hard to wrap your mind around. It is, but yeah, I know I I I have to be aware of what I say is good and what I say it isn't. And, uh, there's a whole lot of swearing that can happen after that comment. <laughs> but I will uh, I will not say that. No, it's it's no. I I'm aware I've, I've created again a little bit of a monster in myself that people now they're going to look up to me going okay if this guy's doing it maybe it's good if he says this product's good maybe it's actually going to be good and we'd be willing to try it because he's this old school grower that says it's really good. So yeah, I, I I'm, I'm I'm a little aware of it. <laughs> It's it's humbling, obviously, to me. Uh, I don't want to have this. I'm not going to call it power, but yeah, influence. I, influence but <laughs> if I if I say it's good, I'm willing to say it's good, man. I'm a straight shooter. I don't piss around. I don't I don't lie for people, man. If it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. I'll say it. Well, Even precious people's feelings. <laughs> that's all we. It's all anybody can ever ask for, and especially when, like, I'm trying to provide any guidance. It's always like, okay. Here's what I think is good. Here's what I think is bad. I think these people will like it. I don't think you guys will like it. Go and make your decision now. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. Leave, <laughs> leave a little bit of it in their hands, not just yeah. so it's all on uh, it's all on yourself. Because <laughs> then they go, oh, Jeff said, you said. <laughs> That's why I'm on, on, on Twitter. I'm like, don't other people, do please don't defoliate your whole room of plants the way I do. Pick one or two plants and see if it's going to work for you, man. Because I don't want to hear flack going, oh, I did <laughs> I did what Jeff said, and my whole crop's shitty now. It's like, oh no, don't don't put me in that position, please, man. I don't want to be there. Just trying to give some advice to people on just a different way of doing things, man. Well, just a different way to think about it, right? Definitely. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was great having you guys on, and that last little bit was definitely a highlight there because we went into we, we yeah, went into a subject we weren't even planning to, right? <laughs> But that's exactly how we spent two and a half hours standing at Lyft visiting. So, yes, it is, man. When we talk about cannabis, man, I just can't stop talking sometimes, like a little schoolgirl. Well, we find we find the next topic and we just go into it, and that leads to the next topic and the next topic and the next topic. <laughs> uh, maybe we can solve all the world's problems one day in our next conversation. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Oh, well, it was great to have you guys on. Definitely recommend those of you who haven't tried their Master Kush Ultra to go and pick it up. If you guys have tried it, let us know down below what you think of it. But for now, we're going to go ahead and wrap this podcast up. Thank you again for uh, coming on, you guys. And I look forward to speaking with you, hopefully, to promote that new Sativa Genetic when you've got it all sorted out and ready to rock. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Absolutely, man. Love it, man. Love it. You're a great guy. It was a pleasure that our uh, paths crossed. For sure. It's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that very much, you guys. I hope you have a great day, and we will see you in the next one. <laughs>